0: I'm Salehe, and this is the Unity Podcast. Here we believe diversity makes the world beautiful. And our goal is to bring unity among different cultures and countries by sharing the real life experiences of incredible people around the world. Hi there. Thanks for choosing the Unity Podcast. In this episode, we are going to hear the second with daniela she's going to share with us her experience of racism and many more exciting topics stay tuned hope you are doing fine and well so the next question is did you ever feel like an outsider while studying abroad and if yes what did uh, make you make you feel this way
1: um yeah so i definitely did feel like an outsider when i was in chile Only because of the one thing, my skin tone color. So where I was at in Chile, majority of the people were white um, or, you know, white passing. And I didn't really see many uh, people of my skin tone color. And the only person that I know of was my classmate who uh, who went to Chile with me, and she was also Black. So I did kind of feel a little bit of an outsider and I thought that would result in people treating me differently. But in reality, people treated me like I was a normal Chilean. When they approached me, they approached me in Spanish and they didn't treat me any differently. Um, So I guess like society didn't make me feel like an outlier, but, uh, or an outsider. But I think I kind of did because of like my appearance. In Tanzania, to be honest, I didn't feel that much of a of uh, an outsider. People will call me, you know, sister. Like people call each other brother or sister, and a lot of the um, a lot of the women will call me sister whenever they're talking to me. And uh, yeah, they uh, you know they treated me like family, and I didn't feel like an like an outsider. Um, the only time i did feel like an outsider was whenever i would go shopping at the souvenir shops some people can tell that i'm not from there that i'm foreign so they would try to take advantage um they would try to take advantage of me that way but i kind of expected that you know as a foreigner the locals would definitely try to take advantage of them it's it's a very it's an expectation so yeah, yeah.
0: And how did you cope with cultural misunderstandings, both the ones which you had and the ones others had about you?
1: Oh, my God. Let me tell you how, like, the Tanzanians, when you tell them you're from the United States, they're like, oh, so go Donald Trump, right? And that, like, those are the first words that come out of their mouth. And, you know, not everyone that comes to the United States um, is a Republican, is a supporter of Trump. I feel like the people in Tanzania they're just like you're from the United States you're president Donald Trump like you're the one that put him in office and that's like the most common misunderstanding that was uh, that I experienced in Tanzania and I had to take the time to educate them on, on like how not everyone supports the president of um the United States just like how not everyone w- would support a Tanzanian pre- president and um so I, I would just take the time to educate them um in Chile I don't any any misunderstandings um in chile they they were they're a very progressive country in my opinion. Um, I guess the misunderstandings I had of people were um, when i was when I went to Chile, I thought because majority of the population was white that they were going to be a little bit racist to me of my because of my skin tone color, but I did not experience that at all. Um, in tanzania, um I didn't really come in with any misunderstandings. I came in with a very open mind, being prepared for anything that, for being prepared for anything that will come my way.
0: Let's see. So were international students able to work while studying in Tanzania and Chile, and was the workplace safe for foreigners?
1: Um, so when it came to like actually doing work that resulted in you getting paid, um, unfortunately, we were not. Um, we were not able to work. We were not able to drive. There was a lot of things that we weren't able to do. However, we were able to do volunteer work. Um, so w- when I was in Tanzania, I volunteered at a women's clinic. I know a few of my other classmates volunteered at um, an orphanage. Another of my classmate volunteered at a um, female genital mutilation um, uh, uh, rescue center. Um, like, they house women who suffered from FGM or is at risk of FGM. Um, another friend shadowed at a hospital. So we were doing, like, work or shadowing that was volunteer, that wasn't paid. Um, but I don't think we were even allowed to uh, work or do any type of work that would resulted in pay. In Chile, I don't think we were allowed to work, um, nor did we have the time. We spent most of our time in the lab almost all day every day and whenever we had free time we kind of just used that to ourselves
0: and what were some of the nicest gestures you have received from the natives of Chile and Tanzania throughout your stay in those countries and uh, the ones I mean the ones that really made you feel supported and made you feel good you know um I would definitely say my Tanzania classmates.
1: Um, so in Tanzania, aside from me volunteering at the Women's Health Clinic, I um, did some research on opioid use at the medical school. So I was working with a few other Cornell students and um, a few Tanzania medical students. And um, they were so nice and so welcoming and they were so supportive and they were there to guide me everywhere. Like because I barely spoke Swahili, they spoke fluent Swahili. So if I wanted to get something from a store, um, you know, they will come with me if I don't know how to, like, ask for something, or I don't know, I'm having trouble purchasing. If I wanted to get some clothes, they will come with me there. Um, they will basically invite me to their home and, like, cook dinner for me. Um, they were just so nice and supportive, and I miss them i miss them every day i wish i can see them um but they definitely made me feel at home um in chile they we didn't really have much interaction with the natives there um we spent most of our time in the lab and whenever we had free time we definitely hung out amongst ourselves um but i don't know we only worked with one with one native um and um, he did have a farm and we often like ate his fruit on his farm. He was really open to us just stealing his fruit whenever we got hungry. Um, so I guess like that was really nice that like, you know, he opened this place up because sometimes it'll be, we'll be at the lab for a very, very, very long time and sometimes it gets very tiring. So for us, you know, grab a little bit of a snack and, you know, talk to him and get to know him was really nice.
0: Great. So a uh, question which I am actually, as I was hesitant to ask this, but have you ever had racial behaviors or thoughts in the past which have changed uh, until the present time?
1: Yes, I'm not proud of it, but yes. And I think the reason why I had these behaviors um, was because I was ignorant So one of the behaviors I am not proud of that I had in the past, that I'm very happy that I no longer have, is that there's this derogatory derogatory term for Asians that starts with um, a C. I'm not going to say it out loud, but I could spell it C-H-I-N-K. And I didn't know, I did not know this was a derogatory term. And when I first heard it, I thought it was a way to like describe um, Asian people, like some people describe Hispanic people as Latina, like I thought it was just that type of term. And um, I I don't think I ever used it, but I definitely like thought like it was okay term. I didn't know that it was just as bad as the N word. And so I came to Cornell and then someone, um, an international student actually, from um, Asia was saying how derogatory that term was. and I was so surprised and I felt bad because you know, even though I never recalled myself using it, the fact that I thought that term was okay and I didn't take the time to actually research the meaning behind the term made me feel um, really upset. But um, in accordance to my um, to my experience studying abroad, I don't think I had any um, racial behaviors. Um, I felt like I treated, I treated everyone roughly the same.
0: That's great. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Thanks. uh, Did you ever face racism while being abroad? And if yes, how did you face it? So
1: in Chile, I never faced racism. Um, everyone was treated the same and I'm very thankful for that. In Tanzania, yeah I feel like yes I definitely face racism um and it will be be minor forms of racism not extreme forms of racism but it'll be minor forms of racism and it'll take place like this um so in my homestay family I was living with one other Cornell student she was white and we will walk together to the medical school whenever we had class there and we'll walk through the village and people will look at us and people will stare at us what kids would do is that they would go up and they would say hi to my friend who's white um, and they would ignore me. Like, they will wave and say hi to her and they would ignore me. And um, I didn't bring this up to anyone, but it did bother me that to the white person, they were greet but, you know, to their own, to the black person, they would ignore. Um, and I noticed that when I once walked by myself to the medical school, And no one waved or greeted greeted hi to me. I thought, like, you know, at first they were doing it to both of us. But when I walked by myself, no one, no one greeted me. And I'm pretty sure when my friend walked by herself, people will constantly greet her because of her skin tone color. And um, I'm just like, you know, they praise the white people, but not their own type of people. And that's really problematic. And um, I feel like that was one form of racism another one which I don't know if it's considered racism but I definitely know that it has something to do with my skin tone color is when it comes to buying from souvenir shops um they definitely uh because the people who are selling at the souvenir shops in Tanzania are you know uh, black people people of dark skin they really try to um make the purchase personal They're like help your brother help your sister because I'm also you know of uh dark skin but they don't use that tactic on white people because you know white people are completely different but when it comes to someone the same skin tone color they try to make it personal and be like you know like help us out help your own people out so i don't know that was excuse me i don't know that was considered um racism but them using my them using the skin tone color to their advantage didn't really make me feel comfortable when with the white people they don't didn't do the same thing
0: oh my god so if you had to say one kind word to a racist person what do you wish to, to say to a racist person who is actually unaware of their racial behaviors
1: if they're unaware of their racial behaviors i would be like hey i will pull them aside if we're in public i will pull them aside i would not say this to them in front of people because it can make them defensive i'll pull them aside wait till we're in private, and I will be like, hey, um, what you said wasn't okay because of X, Y, and Z, I will say the reasoning. And I will tell them, you know, from uh, this point on, you should be aware that your behavior was racist and you should make an effort to not continue it.
0: That's really nice of you. So in the end, is it really worth to go and study abroad or not?
1: I would definitely say yes, as long as you know what you're getting into, 100% yes, it's definitely worth to study abroad.
0: And would you ever choose the same path if you ever had the chance to go back?
1: Um, yes, the only thing that I would change is um, to do a little bit more research on Tanzania and um, so I could be more aware of what, uh, what occurred when it came to like racism and their traditional values. Um, that's the only thing that would change do a little bit more research on Tanzania before I left for the country
0: and Daniela would you go to study abroad again in future maybe
1: yes I'm hoping to have like a study abroad opportunity in Colombia fingers crossed because I love traveling and I'm ready to travel again
0: wish you all the best and a final word for our listeners um if you have the opportunity
1: to study abroad Take it, especially if it's paid for. I did not pay a single cent when I went to Chile and Tanzania, and I had a time of my life there. So take advantage of studying abroad is one of the best decisions you can do in college.
0: Thank you, Daniela. I'm so glad that you accepted my invitation to be here with us, and I hope our listeners enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for being here. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi there, hope you enjoyed my interview with Daniela. In the next episode, we're going to have Emily as our guest, and we're going to talk about an interesting topic, which is immigration with her. So, make sure you follow us on our Instagram, and of course, on our podcast channels. Have a nice day, and take care.